0: Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. I hope your new year is getting off to a wonderful start with a focus on Christ. And today we're going to be looking at building a truth-based home environment. So whether you're a wife and a mother running a home or you're living by yourself, how can you really bring truth into your living environment and surround yourself with that timeless truth from God's word? Before I dive into that, I want to encourage you to visit us at setapartgirl.com. There are so many resources there about building a Christ centered life. And there's an online mentoring program that you can join where you can gain access to just literally hundreds of, of videos and resources and materials that will help you go deeper with Christ this year. You can also find out about our Set Apart Conference, which is coming up June 5th through 7th. And it's called Sacred Living. It's about building your life around Jesus Christ and cultivating intimacy with Him. And so if you'd like to get the best pricing on that conference, this is a great time to go to the website and register. Let's look at how to build a truth-based home environment where the word of God is loved and revered and where the lies of the world are kept outside. Here are some of my most important practical suggestions that I can give you for building a truth-based home because it is so easy to allow the lies of the culture and the noise of this world to invade your home environment and yet to have a set-apart sanctuary, to surround yourself with God's pattern, God's mentalities, God's words can be the difference between a joyful life, a life that is full of peace and purpose, and a life that is just frenzied and chaotic and weighed down with fears and worries and lies. So, so here are my suggestions for building a truth-based home environment. And the very first one is to meditate on truth. When you're in your living environment, it's really easy to just turn noise on in the background to have a TV on or have a computer on or have your phone on, have music going all the time, have the radio on. But it's so powerful to tune your mind, your heart, your thoughts into the word of God, especially when you're working around the house, when you're just doing tasks that are needed around the house, it's an incredible time to meditate on truth. One of the things I love to do is to put audio scripture on in the background. If I'm doing laundry or cleaning or just doing something where I don't have to really focus that much on what I'm doing. It's just sort of going about the tasks of the day. It's so powerful to have that audio scripture on in the background because so many of us feel that we don't really have time for scripture. We don't really have time to dig deep into the word of God. But a lot of times we can listen to several hours of scripture every day if we just take those opportunities when we're at home to have it playing as we go about our tasks. Philippians 4.8 says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue and anything praiseworthy meditate on these things so the modern idea of meditation that you'll see if you you know get around people who are into yoga and mindfulness and all those buzzwords in our culture is to empty your mind. But God's version of meditation is completely different. It's filling your mind with his truth. And it's filling your mind with things that are true and noble and just and pure and lovely and of good report and virtuous and praiseworthy. And that is a purposeful decision to meditate on what is true. Not to empty your mind, but to fill your mind with truth. Here are some practical ways to do this beyond just having audio scripture playing in the background. First of all, learn how to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I don't know about you, but when I'm in my home environment, when I'm finally able to sort of come down from the intensity of the day, that's when oftentimes the enemy will try to hit me with the wrong kind of thoughts, fearful thoughts or anxious thoughts or angry thoughts, critical thoughts towards others, whatever it might be, because I finally have a chance to slow down and think or process, but it's so important to get into that. The habit of examining the thoughts that are coming into our minds. And if they don't bring glory to God, if they are not according to God's pattern, if they are not reflective of the list in Philippians 4, 8, that is true, noble, just, pure, etc., God says we are to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ and to begin to refute lies with truth. I love how Jesus responded to Satan in the wilderness whenever he tempted Christ with lies. Jesus responded with, it is written, and he immediately replied with truth. And lies cannot stand when truth is present. So I would encourage you to exercise that discipline in your life of taking those thoughts captive. And if you notice that thoughts that are not true, that are not honoring to God, are coming into your mind, take a moment to say, I am refusing those thoughts, I will not dwell on those thoughts, and here's the truth that I actually believe. And one thing that can be really helpful with that is to memorize very specific scripture. If you know that you're always being hit with thoughts of fear, then memorize scripture that repels fear with truth and begin to use those scriptures to refute the lies that come into your mind. Again, listening to audio scripture throughout the day is wonderful. And also placing scripture around your house, whether you're decorating your house with scripture reminders, whether you are putting little note cards with key scriptures around your home where you're going to see them throughout the day and just be reminded of God's truth. This is my reality. These words of God, these timeless truths from the word of God define my reality and not my circumstances or my emotions or the thoughts that are coming into my mind. But this is my reality. That's why I love placing scripture all around my home. And tuning out cultural noise is very important. It's so easy to make our digital devices a part of every moment of every day. But I found that it is so critical to be purposeful about turning those things off and putting boundaries around those things. So really prayerfully consider in what ways you might be allowing the noise and the distractions and even the lies of the culture to creep into your living environment through just unguarded media that's coming into your home or constantly having social media pulled up or constantly having you know the latest entertainment just going on in your home. Look for ways that you can tune out cultural noise and tune into the truth of God. Another really important aspect to building a truth-based home is to learn how to speak God's reality. When you're in your home environment, again, when you're around your family or those you're comfortable with, that's the time when we're usually tempted to sort of let our guard down in what words we're speaking, whether that's just being crude and not honorable, whether that's being critical of others, whether that's being allowing anger and emotions to rule, or proclaiming misery and failure over our lives without even thinking about it. It's its really normal to see people who just project negativity and pessimism over circumstances like a mindless habit. Those kind of statements like, hey, with my luck, the car will break down before I even get there or just watch, I'm going to fall flat on my face and make a fool of myself or this day is just going downhill fast. These are some very common examples of things we often speak in our home, but they're not words that reflect God's reality. These things may seem harmless or sometimes even funny, but again, they don't align with the reality of God or his promises. The words that we speak reveal where we are putting our faith. With our words, we're choosing to either agree with God's promises or accept the enemy's lies. And when we accept the enemy's lies, we're giving him legal right to harass and hinder us. And so declaring doom and failure and negativity over our lives or the lives of our family is setting the stage for that to happen. But on the reverse side of that, declaring God's reality over our lives and the lives of those under our care can set the stage for his power and his faithfulness to be experienced. If you are a mom and you have children, it is so important to speak God's reality over their lives rather than the lies of the enemy. And even if you're just sort of joking, it's very easy to take a negative behavior that you're seeing in the lives of your children and make a big joke out of it and start speaking that over them till it becomes the reality. I knew a family one time who introduced their daughter, their little daughter who was maybe four or five years old as Susie the Hurricane. Well, because she had a very spunky personality and she was always on the move, they called her a hurricane. And that's exactly what she became. She became this out of control child because they were constantly telling her that she was a hurricane and she believed it. So, remember that speaking God's reality has nothing to do with this name it, claim it idea that's crept into the church in the past 20 years or so, or the positive affirmation trends that are so often promoted by the culture. It's not just positive thinking, because those messages usually have selfishness or human willpower at the root of it, sort of like if I want something, it's my right to claim it for myself. But speaking God's reality is a way of honoring our faithful Father by accepting His word as true. It's looking beyond our circumstances and our fears and declaring that we believe he is exactly who he says he is and that he cares about the smallest details of our lives. That is when we begin to see miracles unfold in our daily lives because we're living according to God's reality and not accepting the enemy's reality over our lives. If you have developed a habit of speaking negative things instead of things that are noble, lovely, and of good report, I encourage you to look for specific promises in God's word and begin declaring that reality over your life instead. So for example, if you're tempted to say, I know I'm going to fail, you can instead proclaim God's reality. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Or if you're tempted to say, I can't handle this. It's too much for me. Instead, you can proclaim God's reality. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you're tempted to say this day is falling apart, you can instead proclaim God's reality. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Instead of saying or thinking, I know I won't be able to sleep tonight. Instead, proclaim God's reality. I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone. Make me dwell in safety. Teach your children also to speak words that agree with God's reality. Remember that when truth rules in your heart, it will also rule in your home. And while we're on the topic of children, I want to give you a truth-based perspective for those of you moms out there. It's really easy to become exhausted and burned out in motherhood and start thinking negative thoughts about the season of life that we're in. But it's really important that no matter what the culture or our emotions may tell us, we should not forget that motherhood is a gift and privilege from God. And this is one of the greatest ways if you are a wife and a mom to begin to live according to God's reality in your home. Here are just a few of God's facts about children and what a blessing they are. First of all, children are meant to bring strength into our lives. It says in Psalm 127, like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And that's such a powerful statement because a warrior can't get very far without his weapons. And God means children to bring strength into our lives. Also, children are a reward and a gift from God. As it says in Psalm 127, behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Another great promise in scripture regarding children is that God gently leads and tenderly cares for mothers of young children. It says in Isaiah 40, 11, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And I love that scripture because it's such an articulation of God's heart for us as we're caring for young children that he has given us. Children are precious to him, as it says in Matthew 19, 14, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for as such as the kingdom of heaven. And God intends to make us into happy, joyful mothers. It says in Psalm 113, 9, he settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. And a Christ-centered mother is strong and joyful. As it says in Proverbs thirty one twenty five. she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Now, it's really easy to look at scriptures like that as something that we have to somehow rise up to. It's like, I need to somehow rise up and start emulating the pattern of Proverbs 31 and all of these other scriptures. But these are promises. When we are in Christ and he is in him, this becomes our reality, not through our own strength, but because we are in Christ. And so begin to walk in those promises as the reality of God for you and not look at them as a checklist that you have to rise up to. Focus on abiding in Christ and those things will become the pattern of your life. If you are raising young children or whatever you're called to do in this season of your life, if you're struggling with just being exhausted and weary and burned out or frustrated with what you have in front of you to do and you come home at night and you're just sort of weary and wanting to vent your frustrations, your emotions, Consider this quote from Elizabeth Elliot, because I I think it is so powerful. This job has been given me to do. Therefore, it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege. Therefore, it is an offering I may make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is done for him. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other God looks for faithfulness. What a powerful reminder to those of us who are keepers of the home, and we can easily think, well, it's just housework. It's just raising young kids. What's the big deal? But it's in this job, not in some other, that God looks for faithfulness. And when we rely on the strength of God and not on our own strength, this job that has been set before us, caring for a home, caring for a family, can become a privilege and a joy. The secret to being a good wife, a good mother, and a good keeper of the home is a lot more simple than most of us believe. We must learn how to lean wholly on the grace of God for this high calling, believing that what he calls us to, he equips us for. By his strength, we can live lives that would otherwise be impossible, and we can do it without exhaustion and burnout because it is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. Galatians 2:20 says I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So if you are running a home or even just living on your own and not sure how to really have a thriving home life that is the secret it's not looking at HGTV and Martha Stewart and trying to emulate everything you see in the culture. It's abiding in Jesus Christ and letting his life and his joy come shining through you. And as we close, I want to give you one more suggestion for overcoming tiredness. When you come home to your home environment, it's very easy to wanna let your guard down and just do things that are completely mind-numbing, veg in front of movies, surf around online for hours, do things that you think are going to refuel you when you're exhausted, but it's so important to go to the right place to refuel, not to just look at the distractions of the culture and think that that's how you're going to recharge, but realizing that everything that you need can be found at the feet of Jesus just as Mary showed us in her example so I encourage you to come up with a way in your home environment even if it's in you know a corner of a bedroom or a closet where you can be alone with him get into his word sit in his presence sit at his feet and allow him to refuel you in a way that the distractions of this culture never could remember even a prison cell can become a truth-based sanctuary when Christ is the guest of honor Don't wait for things to be perfect in your home environment before you start building your lifestyle, your words, and your decisions around God's unchanging truth. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Again, go to setapartgirl.com for more resources on building a Christ-centered life. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.